God is indeed good to us. And we have a lot to be thankful for to be on the land of living. And I just want to share my condolences with those who have a family that have passed. Sister Gopal in particular, because I knew her mom. I think her mom had lived about 97, I think. May God rest her soul. Shall we have a word of prayer? Father in heaven, we are broken vessels. We are ready to be placed on the potter's wheel. It's only your hands can really make us, dear God. As broken vessels as we are, dear God, we can still carry some measure of water to quench some soul today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, church, I am dealing with the church of Tyra today. Very interesting church. Very interesting time period. You know, one thing about God's word, God's word always gives you the direction to go into. It always points you to where truth is. And even as in the book of Revelation, it was looking back, you can see what took place. And in the book of Daniel, when you look forward, you can see what is to come. So we are thankful for the word of God because it has always guided us back and forth. Because the word of God is truth. Our scripture is taken from the book of Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 to 28. And I read, And unto the angel of the church in Tyratira write these things, said the, Lord, the Son of Man, the Son of God, who had eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works and charity and service and faith and patience, and thy works and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat the things sacrificed unto idols and i gave her a space to repent of her fornication and she repented not behold i will cast her into the bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation except they repent of their deeds and i will kill her children and that and all the churches that that all the churches shall i know that i am he which searches the reins of heart and i will give unto everyone hearts unto everyone according to your works sorry there but unto you i say and unto the rest in tyra as many have not this doctrine and which shall have known the depths of satan and they speak and i will put upon you none of these burdens but that which ye have already hold fast till i come and he that overcometh and keepeth my words unto the end to him i will give power over the nations and he shall rule over them with a rod of iron and the vessel of the potter shall they be broken to shivers even as I receive of my father. And I will give him the morning star, and he that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches. You know, when I was reading verse 23, 
I, I remember online study that I was with some friends and we were studying does God kill? So when I look at that, I say, wow. Verse 22 says, I will kill her children with death. God said that, not me. Eh? Going back to verse 18, Jesus is being identified here. Remember the revelation is a revelation in verse in chapter 1, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ. So it's not man revelation, it's a revelation from Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is being identified in verse 18. And if you look at Daniel chapter 3, verse 25, and even chapter 7 too. Daniel chapter 3, verse 25. He said, and I said, Lo, I see a fourth man, four men walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the, and the fourth is like the Son of Man, Son of God. Now, that we first reference. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, it says, And behold, till the thrones were cast down, and the angel of the days did sit on whose garment was white as snow. And his hair and his head were like pure wool of the pure wool. His throne was like a fiery flame, and his wheels were like burning fire. And verse 13 said, And I saw in the night vision, behold, one like unto the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came into the ancient of days, and they brought him near before him. Ooh. So we see Christ being identified. But in verse 19, he says, in the book of Revelation, he said, I know thy what? Charity. Charity is what? Service. Your good works. Faith and patience. Let me tell you something. This is God's church. And God's church always has to have some sort of identifying mark about God's work. And you know, God will deal with charity, service, faith, patience. Work. All, all these are good aspects of the church. But they always have problems because the church cannot depend on itself. They must depend on Christ. Not man because it is not man's revelation about God. So the church is as strong as it holds on to Christ because Christ is still the head of the church. But when it gets interesting here is when we reach a verse 20 says just a few things. Just a few things. And those few things can mislead a whole nation. Mm -hmm. He said just a few things I have, I have against that woman Jezebel. You know I thank God that there isn't a mother that they will name her child Jezebel. Jezebel called herself a prophet. What is a prophet? A prophet is one who speaks on behalf of God or a mouthpiece for God. But most importantly, a prophet must speak in harmony with God's word. And anytime a prophet is not speaking in harmony with God's word, that is not a prophet. There's a story in the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 21. First Kings chapter 21 with Ahaz, where we know Ahaz wanted 
a vineyard from Naboth and Naboth so he can sell it to him it has to be between the family line you know that he could pass it on to his, his siblings his children and thing but Ahab wasn't pleased so when Jezebel saw that he wasn't pleased she wanted to inquire what was going on and he told her and thing and Jezebel had Naboth killed in order to get the vineyard for Ahab from verse 25 to 29 it says because but there was none like unto Ahab who did sell himself like like wickedness in the sight of the Lord whom Jezebel his wife stood up but there was none like unto Ahab which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord whom Jezebel his wife stood up Brother, if anybody have a wife today like Jesse, I want to pray for you that God will have mercy in your soul. And he did every abnormal and following idols according to all that he did with the Amorites, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. And it came to pass when Ahab heard these words that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and wept softly and the word of the lord came to elijah and said the Tishbite saying seest thou how ahab humbled himself before god before me because he humbled himself before me i will not bring the evil in his days but in his sundays will i bring evil upon the house notice that ahab humbled himself he felt guilty for what was done even though he didn't personally do but Jezebel did his wife but he enjoyed in the blessings of what she did so he humbled himself but Jezebel never humbled herself and repented for what she had done now this church is very interesting the, the time period And when we look at the churches that are going before there are certain time periods like about first church was about 8031 to 8800 then the second church was about 8100 to 8313 and from 313 to 538 AD and the fourth church is about 538 AD to 1260 going back down to 1798 somewhere that, that time period we're looking at there but there are certain things that happen within that time period that we have to look at Jezebel not in the physical form but do you think Christ is speaking about the literal Jezebel here Christ is speaking about the spiritual Jezebel here all that was literal was in the Old Testament and what is spiritual today is in the New Testament so God is speaking about more than the Jezebel and her children a woman in prophecy represents a church so we want to look at some features here and some put some time together to identify the spiritual Jezebel that the Bible is speaking about here. We want to go to Revelation chapter 17 and we want to read from verse 1 to 6. Revelation chapter 17 verse 1 to 6. And it came and there came one of the seven angels in which just had the seven vials and talk with me saying unto me come hither 
I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Verse 2 said, With whom the kings of the earth had committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth which had made drunk with the wine of a fornication. And when we read in, in the, um, Revelation chapter 2, the Bible talks about in, in verse 19, 20 that Jezebel had made God's servants committed fornication. So we see the same principle is coming up here in chapter 17 that she had committed, had, had drunk with the wine of her fornication. So we can connect the dots. So he carried me in the spirit in the wilderness and I saw a woman upon a scarlet colored beast full of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and, and scarlet color, decked with the gold and precious stones and pearls, having in a golden cup in her hand full of, of the abomination and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written Mystery Babylon the great mother of harlots and the abomination of the earth and i saw a woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of jesus and when i saw her i wondered with great admiration a full color a full identification here of this particular woman which the bible describes as a great whore sitting upon many waters and we know the kings here represent um the people of power and back in those days the kings so she had influence on leaders yes leaders people who were rulers but there's a woman mentioned in in revelation chapter 12 and the serpent was cast out of his mouth waters of a flood after the after the woman he carried across to be carried away of the flood and the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened up her mouth, and swallowed her up, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. But and verse 17 said, And the dragon was wrought with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of a seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. When you go to make war, war does spill blood. So she went to make war with the remnant of the seed which keep the commandments of god and have the testimony of jesus christ she went to spill blood in verse 17 says and in verse 6 and i saw a woman drunken with the blood of the saints and in revelation 12 17 said and the dragon was warred with the woman and went to make war with the remnants of the seed which keep the commandments of god and have the testimony of jesus christ so the blood that we see here in revelation 17 the woman identified here that blood is the blood drunken with the saints and read in verse 12 that the same saints which keep the commandments of god and have the testimony of jesus christ with the remnants of her seed oh boy so we are seeing here when we put it together that this woman it's the same woman in Revelation 12. It's the same woman that is speaking about, the Bible is speaking about in Revelation 17. And she spills blood. We have to identify the time, the timeline of this woman. She came around 
I want to go to a, a, a study here giving us a little identification of a certain time period here. And in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 25, he says, And he shall speak of great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the patience of the saints, and shall have what to think to change times and laws. And it shall be given into his hand a time and a time of dividing of times. That's from Daniel 7.25. Two identified marks are to be placed here. The little horn came up in the dissolution of the Roman Empire in the west around AD 476. The little horn also came up among the nation of Western Europe. It is evident therefore that the little horn or the Antichrist power was to rise at a definite time and place upon the scene that was predicted. And he shall speak great words against the Most High. God in his supreme being is the of the universe is creator. He deserves our worship and adoration. Man as creator, a little horn, a little lower than the angels. Therefore, man must never assume a place on a part of God. Or, of course, never the thing to exalt himself above God. During the Middle Ages, the dominant real religio-political system set itself at the times not only to be equal with God, but to be even above God. Righteousness by work supplanted God's word. Some assume places equal with God. But you still want to wear the patience of the saints. In this particular era here, it is estimated that over, and it says it's a conservative estimate, during that time in the Middle Ages, over 50 million Christians were martyred, put to death by that system. It says the Inquisition was both in creation, in creation of the tool of this power for the dealing with the dissidents. This power came up around 476. Now, this power is still in existence today. You know? But with all the cosmetics we have today from Pennywise, they have disguised themselves. Huh? But they still could be identified. Because when you strip all the makeup, you can still identify who it really is. Because speaking on behalf of God and persecuting God's people it's a kind of oxymoron. You can't be speaking on behalf of God and yet you're persecuting people. Over 50 million people was persecuted. The church is teaching people not to obey the words of God, but misleading God's people and making them believe that that is called true, that is God's words. It's not. So when you look at Revelation 17, it tells us exactly what is the agenda of this particular woman. She wants to get everybody involved in her fornication. Verse who said, whom she commit fornication, what? The kings of the earth. So when we look at a particular system today, it's spiritual fornication. When we look at what's going on today, we can see a number of people who are leaning towards this particular beast and committing fornication with her. Because remember, the woman represents a church. 
So it's not no literal fornication, it's spiritual fornication that's taking place. And then we can go back to Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. Let's look at what Daniel is telling us here. Daniel 7, 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear all the sins of the Most High, and shall think to change times and laws, and it shall be given into his hand a time and a time and dividing of time. We see that same thing come up again, times and time and dividing of time. It's all connected because it's the same power that has been identified in Daniel 7.25 and Revelation 12.17 and in Revelation 17. They are all connected because it's the same power. But yet, there came a time when things started to get aggressive. And when we look at in the era, the other gentleman who lived between the time period 521 to 597, his, his name is Columba, from Ireland, started a great movement. Like in every sequence, a great movement must be started. And he was a forerunner to start this, this, this great movement. He was responsible for training Aidan, Finnan, and Colon. And they sowed seeds, good seeds for the Lord. Very hardworking in doing the Lord's work. As a matter of fact, back then men lived for God. Even if it costed them their life, they lived for God. Many of them sacrificed their entire life, their, their whole family life, for God, for making sure God's word was sown and pointing people back to the word. Do not live in the 5th to 6th century and always being in the era of the 1260th prophecy where it started. He lived and he had an encounter with the founder of the papal church in Britain called Augustine. And that is where things started to get more aggressive. In Bangor, in Wales, where they had a missionary school. After that encounter with Donat had with Augustine, it looked like they had it was all over. But they went to the school and slaughtered 1,200 students. Blood was spilled again. And things changed drastically after that. After that, it was no longer the same. The, 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 the movement began to get more aggressive towards God's people. And saints were being murdered all over in the Dark Ages period. And that is when they said she was drunk with the blood of the saints. It started aggressively around that time when they went and slaughtered the students in the school. And that was a fateful time. Those people lived and they died for God. But in verse 28, and I will give him the morning star. I had read about the morning star. I really love this, this, this man biography. It lifted my spirit when I got to realize that John Wycliffe was the morning star. You know, and he, he termed, he coined the term the Antichrist. It's so amazing that they had so much fear for this man that even 40 years after his death, they went and dug up the bones to, to burn it, to get rid of him. That is the type of fear they had over this man. But what Wycliffe did that inspired a lot of people is this to me, inspired me. He lived between the area of 12, 12 13, 20, 80 to 13, 84. And he arrived on the scene. He had so much problem with the Church of Rome. As a matter of fact, he coined the phrase the Antichrist. 
Wycliffe started to call people back to the Bible when he saw the problem that was taking place. He made the first transition from the Latin to the English and created the English version Bible that people could understand. He wanted to get the language to the common man. That's why he was called a morning star because he started to bring light back to the people. And anyone started to do that deserved the, the title Morning Star, but we know the original Morning Star is Christ. But that title was given to him because of the work that he was doing in that particular era. You know, and around that time, in 1370, there was a kind of in, in fighting where there was two Pope rivaling to, to be the, 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 the supreme leader. And around that time, Wycliffe took advantage of the situation. He began to work more feverishly, and he worked and he worked because, like, that was just happening for his work to continue. So his work was cemented, and he did a good work. But there was something happening around that era too. There's a, a gentleman by the name of Gutenberg invented a printing press in 1440. That helped to send light into darkness. That what Wycliffe was trying to do, and his work send it faster and, and and more readily for people to get it because in those days books was hardly to, it was a hard thing to come and buy a book Wycliffe had already translated the bible from latin to english so the bible was the first book to be printed in several languages so the great fall of rome started to crack because of the new light that it started to slip and crumble back in that day when light started to dispel among the people. So that morning star opened a, a, a great work. It started a great movement. Although blood was being spilled, but it started a movement. And once that movement started, that work could never stop. Even, even among that time, to know we still have this work going on here because we still have a period of darkness where people have been still living in darkness but this work still has to continue what is the significance this spiritual jezebel has today what is the movement that we are seeing with the kings of the earth today well seeing that we are living in 2021 we can see a conglomerate of movements where people are getting together under one unified belt it's all for the better good of man. That's the, that's the term they're using now. For the betterment of the nation. So we are seeing the kings of the earth today are subtly coming together for the betterment of man. So they say. And then they have the new term they're using now. The new cover letter call it climate, um, global warming and climate change. All these different things. These are the terms that they are, they are using. But these are just terms I see it to commit fornication. So because when you put all these things together and you realize who is coming together all the different kings coming together on that one this unified belt we have the wedge movement remember that was for a particular time but what the time that we are living in now is 2021 so back then it was a it's a big it was an issue to, to to get the blood of the saints because they were not in harmony with the movement but today today we can see a movement creeping up that's what the Bible said. Those who have ears, let him hear. So we can set aside, look at the news, and recognize what's taking place behind the scene. Some people talking about uh, about this vaccine, but I know my Bible tells me to have no fear. God is in control. 
I heard another lady on the radio I listened to this week talking about um, the secret rapture. And there are a number of leaders talking about the rapture, but we know that's not true. But what I'm saying is that there are a number of things that people can come together and unified on one or two points. So since I hear she talking about a secret rapture, I said, no, I can't listen to light. It's not supposed to listen to darkness. So we as the saints of God have to recognize when they are getting together, how they are, they're getting together, and keep tab on the movement of God. This is what God has put us here for. In this end time here, it will not be as it was before. It will be a different time period that we are living in here. Yes, it is good information, but we can put together and see when these movements are coming together and we know who they are coming for. They are coming for the saints of God. Just as how they did it, just as how they martyred the people back in the days, just as how the Bible tells us she was drunk with the blood of the saints, so too they can be drunk with the blood of the saints today, leading from 2021 and beyond. We just have to know who our Redeemer is, and we have to know who is in charge. Christ is in charge of this church. And as the Bible said in Revelation 12, 17, let me close with that. And the dragon was wrought with a woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. The most important thing that we should have is the testimony of Jesus Christ in our hearts so he can protect us today, even 2021, from any, any new spiritual fornication movements that want to take place and try to get God's people caught up in all these things. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for the power of your word. Father, I pray today that your word may have made it be able to have some people to understand their God. What Tyra Tyra Church is about. That was back then a physical movement, but today we are in a spiritual movement today. We pray that your church will gather strength and fortify themselves for time to come. Because no one knows exactly when the time to come will come. But one thing that we are certain that you are the head of this church and you will lead us right through the end. Because you said in your word you will never leave us, nor forsake us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.